0: I'm Bromad, and I'm ready to go behind the music with LED.
1: In 2016, I started this journey to finding out what goes on behind the music recorded and released by Australian singer-songwriters. I quickly learned of the struggles faced by many in this competitive industry. With the launch of LEDofficial.com, I started supporting Aussie talent in promoting their music. It wasn't easy. The only guarantee I could offer my clients was that I would get the word out to media sources about their upcoming release. Some picked up community radio interviews, others gigs in live music venues. Many have told me they feel like a human jukebox when performing live because the public seem more interested in hearing songs that they know rather than something new. Four years later, I'm here with an independent insight into what happens behind the scenes.
0: This is Behind the Music with L.E.D.
1: Hey champs, great to have you back here again for episode four of season four. Today I'm talking everything bromad. Now I do feel it's very important that I say thank you to my colleague, the Biz with Jono. If you're not following him on Instagram, please do. The guy does amazing things for, I'm going to say, the Australian music community, but also showbiz. You know, The Biz with Jono, you get it? The Biz. This guy has so much ambition when it comes to bringing people together. He not only does live Instagram shows where he interviews artists and I'm going to say creators in the artistic world, you know, actors, singers. ...around the world. Anyone who's in that show business, that's where Jono is. But also, more recently, and if I'm not wrong, uh, he is he's had two Bisopolis shows. Now, Bisopolis is a networking hub where musos that are in Melbourne get together, have a couple of drinks, and get to learn from each other. And, you know, collaborations have come from it. It's, it's with thanks to Jono, right? And now he's got his show next show I'm gonna say it's an event it's his next event is coming up I believe it's in September and it's exposure Jono I wish that I could be there for it so so much but you know I am moving back to Melbourne and we're gonna do some great things together so it's Jono who got me introduced to Bromad because I was watching his live interviews that he does on Instagram and you know a lot of them catch my interest. Obviously, the ones that really catch my interest are the ones that are here in Australia and that would really fit, I'm going to say, the niche that is Osnow Radio. So it was after seeing his interview with Bromad that I then reached out to him. But Bromad had already reached out to me And that's what it takes for someone in this industry. You need to be able to use your initiative. You can't wait for someone else to do everything for you. And you can't expect stuff to land in your lap if you're not out there making it work. So it was from then that Bromad came on board as an artist on Oz now, he's featured on there. I love his track medicine for me it's one that really gets me wanting to get up and use my energy <laughs> um, but it was so special then for me to reach out and say hey bro can we have a chat so that's what today's about as i said previously we're doing like a bit of a tour around the country we've been to brisbane melbourne adelaide and now today here we are in wa western australia sit back, enjoy my chat with Bromad. I know that you're going to learn a lot. I certainly learned a lot about the guy. You know, again, I said this before, but when you look on socials and you listen to someone's music, it doesn't always give you the complete picture until you have a chat with them. So here we go. Here's my chat with Bromad. Let's get this show on the road. Bromad, could you share with me where your story begins?
0: The story of Bromad starts. Um, in 2016, I had just come out of another musical project I wasn't really happy with, and I felt I had taken its max creative distance, and I wanted to start something fresh, and something more professional. Um, and sever my name from my old productions. so I chose the name Bromad. because uh, I thought it was quite a good electronic name, given the kind of music that I make. But with this project, I know that I wanted to bring something a little bit less mechanical, and less formulaic to the table um, that is quite prevalent in electronic music. I wanted to bring something a little bit more human. So when I went to university, I I decided to do audio production because I wanted to do this properly and get good at it. And within my first uh, trimester of being there, I got signed this um, record label called Bomb Squad Records uh, that was owned by my friends Bombs Away. And things have been kind of popping off ever since.
1: And what part of the creative process do you most enjoy?
0: Truthfully, I, it's hard to choose just one. Um, I, I enjoy a lot of the creative process. I enjoy kind of messing around making synth patches and serum and ending up with something that sounds really nasty and really cool. Um, but at the same extent, I also love writing as well. I love writing lyrics and I really enjoy the process of coming up with something metaphorical or symbolic or just being able to put your heart on a piece of paper, uh, as it were but um, honestly, I think the thing I enjoy most about the creative process are the accidents. Like when you, you kind of muck up with something that you're not meant to do, or that wasn't the original intention, and whether this is with someone or just by yourself, it's really, really cool when you do something by accident you you didn't intend to do, and somehow you end up with something that sounds incredible and insanely, insanely cool. A lot of, A lot of the hooks from my songs and a lot of really cool synth patches that I've made and my music have happened completely by accident, um, and they've led to some really, really, really cool ideas. Like that whole kind of talky lead in my song "No Game" uh, was made by accident. I was trying to make something completely different that sounded more akin to a saw, and it just ended up sounding like this super talkative kind of bass line. And I, 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 really, really resonated with that, and and I vibed with it, so I, I wanted to keep it, but. Ultimately, yeah, that's, that's my favorite part of the creative process is probably the accidents. Coming up and managing to get something insanely cool when that is not at all what you were intending to, or trying to do.
1: I feel like asking if you have a day job, but I think that's probably a rude way of saying it. So I'm going to ask you, how much of your career is music focused?
0: Um, well, I mean, my career has always been the main kind of forefront and focus of where I want to be um, in, in terms of my career. Like I mean, yes, I, ha- I do have a day job. I, d- I don't think uh, unless you're touring every weekend or um, are selling like a lot of merch, that you're really going to make a lot of money from from streaming royalties, if if any, at all. Thank- shout out to Daniel Eck for that. Um, but yeah, basically, um, I do have a day job to just kind of get me by. Um, but a lot of that. Funding does go into music, one hundred percent. It goes into promotion, goes into equipment. Um, I don't need to worry about studio time so much because I've got my own setup at home. But um, music has could have always been at the forefront of what I, what my dream job is, and I've spent the last, I've lost count of how many years trying to achieve that, and I won't stop till I get it. So, yeah.
1: After I saw you live on the Biz with Jono, I then went and looked at my Spotify. Talking to Spotify. What do you think a media platform like it could do differently?
0: What could media platforms like Spotify do differently? Um, Paying your artists fairly is a good start or paying as anything for that matter, really. There's something kind of morally wrong to me about only making like three, four dollars from a thousand streams, if not even close to that, to be honest. There's something immoral and unethical about that. And, you know, greedy billionaires, aren't exactly known for being altruistic granted but at the same extent it's just kind of sad and it hurts a lot when you know these these people have basically made their living off of us because they wouldn't be where they are without us that's a fact that's unarguable um and that's not to say that you know we need to prioritize artists as the the main forefront of of civilization as the ones that should be paid the most. I mean, I don't think, for example, like I deserve to be paid as much as a doctor or a or, or a firefighter or something, but I, I do kind of think I deserve at least enough to get by, you know, because I'm making things that I enjoy. It's my passion. And ultimately, people get enjoyment out of it too when they listen to it. And I, I don't know, I, I feel like um, the powers that be should kind of take that into consideration because without us, they wouldn't have a platform. Um and Spotify is a two-edged sword because as a consumer it's great. You've got the entire, basically every song that's ever been created in the palm of your hand. Uh, But it comes at the expense of the artists being able to continue to make music. And I I think in this world especially, you can't really just put out a song anymore. It's got to be a song and promotional content and stuff for TikTok and stuff for Instagram and YouTube and everything in between. And you've got to, it's so easy to be burnt out. So if you want to be able to balance both, and manage to create that content, and manage to also get by, we need a day job, and that gets in the way of our promotion and being able to make more music, so I don't really... I do think there's a lot of... Um, I do think that there is quite a lot of people, especially bigger artists as well, starting to be a lot more vocal about how unfairly artists are treated um, in in the age of streaming, which is good. Um, but... I think as far as consumers go, I don't really see the average consumer being willing to, um, you know, make a change from Spotify to something more limited where they have to pay more money. It just doesn't make sense. So I feel like the responsibility is absolutely on Spotify's behalf to do the right thing, do the ethical thing, and to pay their artists fairly. You know, Um, I don't know how much fairly looks like, but I know it's significantly more than the bare minimum we're getting. We're only getting about a third of a cent per play and it's 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 bad. It needs to change.
1: You're ever in WA and I see in the news there's been big things about how WA's handled the pandemic, but how has it specifically impacted on your career?
0: The pandemic affected my career in a, in a bit of a strange way. I think it affected me quite differently from how I kind of expect it affected a lot of other artists. I feel like a lot of other artists were very proactive and during the pandemic and saw it as an opportunity to work on their art and release more and do more. Whereas I kind of withdrew a little bit. And I I do think I'm still kind of trying to break that cycle of, um, procrastination, um, that I feel like I've kind of fallen into. I did have a couple of shows lined up, um, just before the pandemic hit, uh, which got canceled sadly, um, which I'm obviously not mad about. I understand that had to happen, but, um, you know it is what it is but ultimately yeah I, th- I think I'm still trying to become more proactive I-, I think I can only I think I maybe saw the opportunity to take a hiatus and uh, well, not, not so much an official one as much as kind of a s- pseudo-spiritual one and I, th- I think that at, at, at present I feel a lot more productive and I'm working in a lot more music and I've got a lot more stuff that just kind of needs finished off and sent off and yeah, then that, that will be done with that. But ultimately, like, especially living in Western Australia, like, the we've been especially isolated during the pandemic, um, which has had its, both its ups and its downs, of course. But ultimately, like, yeah, I think that the, the pandemic really kind of affected me to, to become a bit more procrastinatory. Whether that was me processing what was happening, I don't know. Whether that was just an excuse to kind of relax a little bit. Um, because 2019 was a very, very busy year for me, then maybe that was it. But ultimately, I feel like the the pandemic affected me negatively, but it's allowed me to kind of do a lot of self-analysis to kind of come up with a plan. So in in that aspect, I guess it's a positive.
1: I'm keen to know, do you have any dream artists that you'd like to collaborate with? Are there any on your bucket list?
0: I'll try to refrain from listing every artist because we'd be here all day. (laughs) But the main ones, Skrillex is obviously an enormous one that I I would I would just man I, I wouldn't be able to put comp- hold my composure <laughs> if I if I met Skrillex, let alone had the the chance to collaborate with him. He's um he's a huge influence in a lot of my music, um and I would love to learn about his creative process and I think we could ultimately come up with something really cool. Um, Mike Shinoda is another one. Like I know he's more of a beat maker, um but I kind of I grew up on Lincoln Park. Um, and they had a huge influence on me lyrically, and um, he ultimately just seems like a really cool guy to hang out hang out with as well. I would so I would love to be able to kind of pick his brain as well and see what kind of cool, kind of dark, broody, industrial thing I could come up with with him. Um, honestly, Charlie Puth would be an interesting one too. I think, like, um, just knowing how outside the box he is when it comes to thinking. Uh, like, critical thinking and music production. Like, he's very, very creative. A very creative person. I would love to, um, make something with him. Because I think we could really, really have a lot of fun. I think that would be a very fun collaboration. Um, and actually, there's a lot of great, amazing artists here in Perth as well. Um, I've actually made a beat that I think that Wesley Black would be incredible on. Wesley Black is an insane, insane artist. If you haven't heard of him, go listen to him. He's amazing. Um... Wesley Black is, I, I, I would love, I've, I've got a beat that I really want him on. I just really need to figure out what to do with the drop in it. But I, yeah, Wesley Black is absolutely insane. I, I would really feel very happy if I had the um, the opportunity to collab with him. There's another two artists in Perth I would really love to collab with as well, actually. One being Adrian Zuke. He's, I really hope I'm pronouncing his second name right, because I'm really not sure how to pronounce it. Forgive my ignorance, but... Um, I would really love to collab with him, just I, I feel like the music he makes is very, very similar um, to kind of what I grew up with, but with more of a modern twist, and I think we could come up with something really, really cool. Um, and also Dinge. Um, like I've spoke to him a, f- a couple of times actually, and like we've kind of, you know, tossed the idea of collaboration around, but we've never really managed to get anything off the floor, so that would be really cool. Um, to collaborate with him as well. He makes some... He, he's a really, really good hook rider, and I, I would love to have the opportunity to collaborate with him too.
1: From what I've seen on your Instagram, you know, you do share when you're being creative, and I guess it takes up a lot of your time. How important is it that you're recognised for your talents?
0: Um, I think it's it's nice to be recognised for my talent. Um, would I go as far as to say it's important? I don't know. Like... I think that when you're actually good at what you do, and I'll start. I'll preface this by saying, like, I'm very confident. I'm a good producer, and I don't say that to be cocky or self-righteous. I say that because I know, because I know that I'm good at it. I've got the industrial credits to back it up. I've got friends that are very high in the industry, very high-ranking in the industry, and very prominent figures in the electronic industry that have told me personally that they're really impressed by my work. So. I think that that's a pretty fair metric to determine whether I'm good or not, and would I go as far to say that that's important? Maybe in terms of your first stages of development as an artist, maybe? Yeah, I think that support and recognition from people you look up to is important for the role of development alone, but is it important in the regard that it makes me... that I rely on it, or it makes me happy, or it's why I'm making music? No. No, I I wouldn't say that at all. I think that there can be people that are in this because they want the recognition and the clout that comes with it and I kind of think to a degree that they're in it for the wrong reason if that's why they're doing it like I'm, I've always been a very proactive defender of art and I think that first and foremost that's what it should be it should always be about the art make the art to have a purpose convey a vision and put it out in that premise alone and your ability to convey that vision aside Ultimately, work can be misunderstood. It can be misinterpreted, but ultimately, that is why we do this. It's not for the recognition. It's not for the importance. It's because we have thought of something and we want to share it. And the, to be honest, in its purest and most altruistic form, the only reason we should really want more numbers, um, which obviously as a side effect, would lead to more recognition uh, as, a, as a perk, I guess you could call it. But ultimately the reason that as an artist you strive for higher numbers and a wider audience is just that, so that your message that you're trying to convey, whether it be a silly message, whether it be a lighthearted, fun one, or one that's very deep and thought provoking, reaches a wider mass. Because ultimately that's why we do this, is because we want our message to reach more people. and if that message is a good message then it gets the recognition that it deserves so it's nice to have that recognition but i wouldn't go as far to say that it's important to me in the regard that my happiness and my my validation relies solely on that i, I think that i just want to put the message out and then the perks that come with it are nice but ultimately i'm putting it out for me I, i've put out songs that have got less than a thousand plays on Spotify. I've put out some that I've got over 10,000, but ultimately the songs speak for themselves. And I think that's what should be the most important is just constantly focusing on how can I make it better and how can I develop myself and how can I better my art? Because it should always be about the art.
1: Now that live music is starting to come back in different ways across the country... I'd love to know which well-known artists you'd like to be supporting.
0: Which well-known artists? Um, I would love to support Kill The Noise. He would be, I, I would love to play a show opening for Kill The Noise. I think that would be a really, really, really cool night to remember. Um, Space Laces being another one. I, th- I think that the atmosphere of a show like that, because you know, I've seen them live, would be absolutely nuts. Um, Moody Good or Getter actually would be another two that would be an awesome awesome show to support. Um, I think a huge one actually that I've always kind of wanted to play alongside would be Pendulum. Um, That would be an unreal show. Uh, Like they were my first ever uh, electronic concert and they were kind of largely part of the reason I decided to start making electronic music. Um, I was only 16 years old when I saw them and yeah I just remember thinking, man, I, I want to play to a crowd like this and I would love the opportunity to open for them. I think that would be an awesome show.
1: I've loved having this chat with you today, Bromad. How would you like us to connect with you online?
0: Um you can connect with me on pretty much any online platform, really. I'm on all of them. Um my handle is either gonna be at bromad, quite simply, or at bromad music. Um, but the online platform I use the most would by far be Instagram. Um, that's where I'm usually posting like memes on, on my, um, on my story and, um, sharing my friends work as well as obviously posting my own content, which I want to start doing more on both Instagram reels and TikTok as well. Um, I do have a Facebook page too, um, that's got the little blue tick, but I, I don't really use it that much. Um, I'm on Snapchat, but I only really use that for my friends. Um, Like my close friends and family So if you really want to connect with me And reach out and message me I would urge you to do so through Instagram Um, Like I do check my DMs Even though like a lot of them Will probably go to my message requests I do pretty much read every single one Um, Please don't approach me asking about Crypto or NFTs I don't care (laughs) I have enough bots already Trying to come at me on Instagram I don't need more But um, yeah If you want to reach out follow me on Instagram send me a message I kind of have like a little goal to get the 1000 followers this year if I can so you'd be helping me out if you could do that
1: thanks again for taking the time out to have a chat with me
0: no that's okay um thank you for having me on the show it's been a lot of fun and you know I hope everybody's got a better idea of who I am and a better idea of why I make music and how important the art form is to me
1: I really hope that you're enjoying these chats that I'm having with Australian original singer-songwriters and producers like today with Bromad. I know I've previously said that I'd share a little bit about how the podcast came about. And if you're new to the podcast, I guess you probably don't know much about my story, but we moved from Melbourne to Bundaberg back in 2018. There I was doing, in Melbourne I should say, I was doing a lot of publicity for musicians. And when we moved to Bundaberg, because of lack of internet and also the change in the dynamic I mean the music scene here is very I'm going to say country focused don't get upset with me for saying that if you're in Bundaberg and you're listening it's the truth and it wasn't quite the flavor that I enjoy I mean I don't know if you've noticed Where my interests are in music, apart from Aussie music, but I don't particularly enjoy sad music. And so country for me was not really something I wanted to be heavily promoting. So I decided with this podcast, it was something I came about developing back in 2016, um, August. In fact, if you don't believe me, head over to my YouTube channel and you'll see it was created in August 2016. I developed all these products that I wanted to do because of my free time that I had um, you know back in 2018 I probably could have started then but what I decided to do was pick up the podcast in 2020 when my son was four months old and for me it was multifaceted why I decided to do a podcast I mean I love radio and for me this is like having mini radio shows for want of a better way to describe it but also if I could help others empower others give them give them the support that they needed to be able to get their music careers off the ground and it's not a wizard kind of a you know overnight thing that it happens you know it it does take consistency and time to get someone's career up off the ground the podcast was also for me a way that i could use my skills in the hopes that one day we would land ourselves back in melbourne And wow, it's really happening later this year. So when we're there, I'm working through my business plan at the moment. But in January 2023, I'll be launching Maestro Media. Maestro Media will bring to you future seasons of this podcast. Yes, uh, as I'm doing this podcast, I feel like this is not the end. It can't be the end. Um, But also I'm going to be offering support and solutions helping people better communicate with their clients customers and fans and the fans part for me is where I'll be working with Australian singer-songwriters and supporting them with the distribution of their press release getting them in contact with media outlets organizing events venue bookings for pubs and clubs who are back post we're not really post-covid are we but you know what i'm talking about um live music launches stuff that i used to do i'll be doing that again plus some other marketing solutions as well everything creative so this podcast has really been for me a great way for me to keep building on the skills that i have keep championing australian music and i can't wait to be back in what i'm saying is the music capital of australia and really chomp into chomp <laughs> bite into uh, what's happening there in the australian music scene i don't think bite or chomp is really the right words that i'm looking for but you know what i mean i just want to sink my teeth into the australian music community specifically in melbourne where i'm familiar with and give as much support as i can thank you to bromad for sharing with us today remember supporting someone as an artist like bromad is not just listening to this podcast it goes beyond that it goes beyond having a listen to what he shared it really extends to you finding him on socials connecting with him reacting to his posts sharing with your friends your family your community i keep saying the same thing every week but you know where i'm going with it give bromad all the love and support that you can i'm really excited to see what he comes up with in the future next week we're going to have a chat with morgan x she's over on the eastern seaboard of australia and i can't wait to share with you what she's up to we are at the midpoint of this season four so that means that we next are hearing after morgan x we're hearing from Lainey lanes and then we'll be finishing up with karen harding it's been my absolute pleasure to bring you this episode i hope you've enjoyed it share 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 and i'll be back to have a chat with you again next week
0: (laughs) Got a question for industry? Send it through to hello at ledofficial.com. This is Behind the Music with LED.